Good evening, everyone. My name is Ryan Page, and with me, as always, my co-host, Matt Brown, and this is the TweetCap. Matt, how are you doing? Not too bad today. How are you doing? Uh, not too bad. Uh, like I said, been better, been worse. Pretty much how 2020 has existed this whole time. Um, before we get started, I want to congratulate you on your much-anticipated uh, crossover with the Pit Podcast. Uh, both episodes are now up, so you can see Matt on their Pit Podcast. We're all podcasting um, on all podcasting platforms. And now, as of today, the Productive Conversations Podcast with Chris Morawski and Anthony Grancelli is up on YouTube. And again, we're all podcasting uh, or on all podcasting platforms. So if Don't forget you haven't to seen those yet, now is the time. Don't forget, Ryan will Sorry? be making his appearance within the next couple of weeks himself. So be on the lookout for that as well. I'm excited that's to see hope. that collaboration. Yeah, nothing, nothing is finalized yet, but uh, that's the hope. We'll see. We'll see around Thanksgiving when I'm when I'm back in town. Hopefully, back in town. Mm-hmm. With everything that's going on, who knows anymore? But um, so, do you know your plans for Thanksgiving at the moment? At the moment, um, yeah. So at the moment, we'll be coming down probably the weekend before, or at least I will. Um, Melissa has to work up until the day before Thanksgiving. So, um, and there's a whole quarantine thing that she's supposed to do. Uh, Thanksgiving is going to be a mess for us. However, I know that um, my entire family should be around. Again, this is all subject to change with everything closing, but even people from out of town should be around. So even if Thanksgiving is kind of like segmented, it'll, all of it will be in, in, uh, in Connecticut. So mm-hmm. at some point we have to make our trip down to Connecticut, but the day of Thanksgiving, regardless, I'll have dinner with, you know, my parents, um, possibly my grandparents. We'll have to see um, if they're comfortable with whatever ends up happening. But um, yeah, it's, it's a mess right now um, to, to put it mildly. Uh, there's a lot of travel um, Rutgers again, where my girlfriend works. Um, they have a quarantine process. That's going to be very hard for her to do. <laughs> Um, but we're working it out. We're going to make it so, you know, cause we want to keep everyone safe in addition to seeing family and friends, but you've Definitely. very difficult, <laughs> very difficult. What about you? Uh, you know, I don't know. Um, usually the family hang out with in Thanksgiving. I mean, one works in a nursing home and one works in a Greenwich hospital. So, um, I probably will be like the very, I'm, I'm thinking it's probably more just my immediate family because of that, you know, they work in high risk places yeah. and, uh, but, uh, or they don't want to contract somebody amongst people in a high risk place, you know? So yeah, they don't uh, want to bring it in either. So it'll probably be small this year, which is fine. And, uh, you know, it's looking for, more forward to Christmas anyways. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully by Christmas more will be a, I honestly, I don't know. I can't even say hopefully anymore. We just got to wait and see. Yeah, well, that could be a good transition to the first story. I mean, next to uh, the – I don't want to overstep the boundaries because yeah, you, you have the – you. I don't know if you added this as part of one of your stories to discuss, but the announcement of Pfizer having a vaccine that may be, quote, 90% effective. Is, yeah, we definitely should talk about that. So – why do we talk about that start? Uh, we have Dr. Anthony Fauci endorsed it. He said he may even take it himself. I think at the moment it's projected that they can have it as early as December to have it for emergency workers and 
a military and may be able to start distributing it amongst the American public in March. I mean, of course, that's that was just reported two days ago. I don't know if anything has changed dramatically since then, but um, this is just very promising news and no uh, conspiracies and without putting conspiracies that I know people want to uh, associate yeah. with it, but for the <laughs> sake of having something that would most importantly end the pandemic, end the pandemic, Regardless if you believe the conspiracy or you think some scientists in the lab did this, that, and the other, but for the sake of having the pyramid, sorry, the pandemic lifted by the CDC and the WHO, I just hope for that. And, um, you know, I know it's the, you know, it is a fresh story and I'm sure there's lots of with that and our media can, you know, might can say one facts some facts compared to others and i guess you really just mm-hmm. have to directly hear it from pfizer itself but um besides that assuming that this is true i think this is just something to look forward to and um how, how are your initial reactions to it yeah well uh to, to touch bri- very briefly on what you just said uh obviously the reaction online has been all kinds of segmented all kinds of confusing um but this is one of the one of the only benefits of uh, dating someone who is infinitely smarter than you, particularly when it comes to healthcare. Um, so, for those of you who don't know, and this is, I'm not going to get too much into the CV because, frankly, I probably couldn't do it justice. Um, my girlfriend in her lab, so she works in a lab at Rutgers. Um, they studied the lung. So, as soon as coronavirus started really catching on, I guess uh, everyone in that lab became instantly. Uh, instantly interested in it because the lung is what's you know predominantly affected by coronavirus and they deal with lungs yeah your lungs is that's how that's how it kills you a lot of the time um and their entire thing is to reduce uh inflammation in the lungs and studying fibrosis in the lungs so they've been following all of this very closely uh like when johnson and johnson said they were on to something and then it turned out they they weren't uh, you know, they, uh, that's just a funny thing. They said they yeah. were on something, but they weren't. Pretty not, much. That's a fan. <laughs> it, it really was. But, um, you know, that was something I knew about early because, you know, they're local and the labs were talking about it. And all of them agree that this is, like, wonderful news. Um, that's great. To they're worried, though. They're worried, medically, it's wonderful news. And Fauci has confirmed that, too. Um, they're worried about a lot of, like, they're really worried about expectations right now. Because, you know, they posted this out there, which is good. They should. And Pfizer has every right to say, you know, we got something really good going here. We're, you know, we're putting it out there for the FDA to approve. Um, Mm -hmm. But like you said, there is no chance that anyone in the general populace, like the general American public, is going to have this uh, vaccine by the holidays. Because for one thing, it's, it's it's two vaccines. It's a two, it's a two shot. So you can't just take a shot and be done. You're going to have to take it. And then a few months later, take a booster shot. Okay. Um, and that's not being covered very much. Maybe they're trying to change that. Maybe they're still working on it. I don't know. And they don't want, because, because of, they probably don't want people to say, Oh, I, this is, this is going to be a process vaccine. You know, it's not like a flu shot. Zoom, Correct. You're good. You're good for the year or that season. Exactly. And that means that's part of the story. They have to um, manipulate to right. get readers. Right. And that's, and it's so very hard to get people to do the follow-up. Some people, you know, they'll come in, they'll get a shot and be like, all right, we'll see you in four months. You don't see all those people again. Um, but all those people are going to think that they're immune to coronavirus. Um, yeah. it, it, it could cause some serious problems because of that, especially with mutation. But, um, 
so I worry a lot about that. But I, I mean, I think it's great. Like I said, the people who are conspiracy, you know, conspiracy or upset about this on uh, social, I mean, they got to they got to just put aside whatever it is uh, that they're upset about, whatever it is that they believe for just a moment and say, this could really save lives. Um, it could certainly help us get back to something resembling normal. Um, and 90% effective, like, I think that the FDA was going to approve something that was like 60% effective, to be honest with you. Really? I think the FDA was like, if it's, be if it's better than a coin toss, we should approve it because we got to get something out there to, you know, to combat this illness. Um, and so at 90% effective, that's, you know, that is beyond everyone's expectations, I think. Um, so, yeah, I mean, hopefully good news. I, I, unfortunately for 2020, <laughs> Uh, that's still going to end with coronavirus. We're not going to make it. We're not going to get a big cure this year. I don't think um, 20, a lot of people don't think in the calendar year of 2020. Correct. So I think we'll go the full calendar year of 2020 just being ultimately horrible. Uh, but hopefully 2021 early enough on uh, we can we can get that vaccine and maybe, maybe we'll get maybe we'll get to have next year because 2020 pretty much got canceled. Yeah, man. I mean, we got robbed of 25, Ryan. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm not, you know, we no, got right. what we can, but out of, I don't want to sound like a first world saying, you know, 25 years old, you see a lot of people reference. I remember when I did this at 25, 25 was some prime years, 25, 25, 25. When people are talk, when an older person talks about their younger self, they usually say, well, I wish I was 25 again. Yeah. And our, I, we're ironically had 25, we 25 and we didn't really get experience it like that. And, well, um, you know, it's, what's always interesting about my birthday is my birthday falls on New Year's Eve, so it does fall a full calendar year every year. Uh, yeah. I turned 26 in about, let me see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Oh, whoops, I'm counting two. Well, I'm sorry. You don't mind me restarting the count. It's, um. I turned 26 in exactly one, two, three, four, five, six, seven weeks from today. There six weeks, six weeks, Christmas is six weeks from tomorrow. So seven I weeks know. to go, Ryan. Seven weeks left to 2020, believe it or not. That's seven whole weekends. That's seven, seven weeks. And, uh, you know, no, some people are going to assume still on Twitter that on my birthday, that Corona's over. But, yes, you know. You you were you were talking, and we might be fortunate enough to have twenty twenty one with a little more, with no divine intervention coming in. And do you feel? Well, I personally, you know, I think what's great about the winter is humans will force themselves to stay inside. The winter, well, but inside so, can be bad. Well, yeah, that's. I mean, that's because if they stay inside, but they decide to all get together. Yeah, we don't want that. You don't want that. Uh, like, yes, if, people if, if only around. <laughs> if only quarantine. Ha no, I won't say it. that's a stupid. I was gonna say if only quarantine happened in like January, it'd be easier to have the uh, thing. But um, but you know. Yeah. I, no, you're right. It would be. Hopefully, I just hope, as any winter, you just try to get through any winter with us living up in the east coast, northeast in the United States. And I, do you think the summer though, even if 
you'll see more people with masks that are more optional masks. Do you think at this moment on November 12, 2020, that that could be a possibility? I'm sure. I mean, like I said, if they can get it out in March, depending on how well they do, and that'll be the task of a new administration. So uh, depending on how well they do at this, you know, distributing all of the vaccine um, and depending how well people follow up, then the summer could be when we actually start to see the effects. Right. I mean, I'm not a doctor, so I'm not, not saying this as a, you know, for sure, but I'm saying, you know, just, you know, go out. If you get your first shot in March, you know, four months later, that's summer, Uh, you get your second shot and you should be again, 90% effective against, you know, coronavirus. So, I mean, yeah, the summer could really be the, the real turnaround. Like I said, you know, March is shot one, um, you know, so shot two will come later. Um, and after shot two, you know, that, you know, mid to late summer, that's when you'll see everybody, you know, hopefully start to feel a little bit more comfortable, um, yeah. be a little bit more comfortable. Um, and you can start to see some of these uh, case numbers go down while uh, restrictions go down. Yeah. Yeah. You know, have to get to that we're still having that phase system. You know, we did have some states going back, including both your state and my state. Yep. No, three was a, I don't know. Well, Connecticut did have an official phase three, but now we're back in phase two. Did that happen in New Jersey? Did you ever hit phase three or I know that more restrictions um, come through? Yeah. We, I mean, our phases were different here, um, but we really kind of, we like, so they just announced some of their changes but to be honest with you, those changes <laughs> that we just went back to, mm-hmm. we really just went back to where we were like September. Like we really only had one month of like new stuff, like inside seating in particular, all of that. Like that yeah. was like September-ish, maybe late August. I don't even, I don't remember exactly when all of that stuff started to reopen, but we, we moved very, very slowly. And the reason we did, as it turns out, is because if we moved fast, it was going to get bad again. And that's, that's what happened. Um, you know, we're a pretty densely populated state, so it's hard to stay away from people here in New Jersey. Um, and unfortunately, that means it's a really bad place to live during the pandemic. Uh, but yeah, we didn't really, like I said, obviously for business owners, you know, some people, this is this will be seen as a massive regression of their uh, their rights and of their you know, so on. But for most regular people who are consumers and, you know, living their daily life, really not much changed. Um, like I said, bars are closed at 10 now, but I mean, they were, they were closing pretty early anyway, mm-hmm. just, you know, to cut costs and you can't eat, you can't drink inside. You can only eat inside uh, and you can't have more than 10 people. So the only thing we really changed was the number of people. I think that went down by a few. Um, so like I said, not much changed. Uh, we're st- we're still outside here. I know they're trying to build uh, igloos, is what they're calling them. Uh, yep. They're not igloos. I know but... some, but we're seeing some more. I know one the sign, the famous sign of the whale, is doing that in Stamford, Connecticut. For us, it's funny because I just talked about how smart Melissa is. But we were reading about that about the, the igloos. She goes, but there hasn't been any snow in New Jersey in like two years. I'm like, Melissa, really? It's not real snow. <laughs> was expecting really, like an actual igloo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, the city started doing that pre-COVID. Like they had the famous 505 Fifth Avenue, the big rooftop bar, and that's yeah, all igloos there and some others. So people like outside. I like outside. I don't, I don't mind the cold at all. Like I, I will I will grill I will grill in the cold mainly because yeah. 
Well, now I didn't start really grilling until last year, but I will now. It's just finding protein. Yeah. No, it's hard to find protein during the winter. Not protein, uh, propane. Um, yes. Only Walmart will will do it for you, I think now. Huh. But maybe more people will do it now with what's going on. Oh, please! They have to. They have to. Yeah. But I do want to move on. Uh, to a less sad topic we, we started pretty much as a bummer <laughs> that's okay we, uh, we do that sometimes uh 2020 is a hard year um but before we get to a good topic There's seven weeks we have to cover it. one more bad topic yep one more bad topic uh alex trebek host of jeopardy uh mm-hmm. passed away this weekend at 80 years old um obviously longtime host of jeopardy um as well as a uh, a cancer uh well, unfortunately, he was not a survivor, but for a while, he was living with cancer um, and was very inspirational in that particular regard, you know, for his fight and for his uh, positive outlook through that whole process. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know if Alex Trebek is on your wall there, but he definitely should be. Um, you know, what was your thoughts when you saw that? Well, you know, i uh pretty bummed out. I do like Jeopardy. Uh you know, probably just thinking about the uh, specifically, like a lot of people thinking about when you watch those Jeopardy shows the most. And I thought about watching my great grandma when she was around when I was a kid. She loved that. My aunt, my aunt Gloria and Uncle Bob, they all living up in Westchester, watching it all the time when they would babysit me and my brothers and my, my other grandma, Fran. So I thought about those initial memories watching Alex Trebek and seeing my uncle who I wish he would be a contest on Jeopardy because he would get it right all the time. <laughs> and uh, I was thinking about that. I was thinking about the famous Will Ferrell impression of him and Sean Connery. Of course. Um, I thought Sean about- Connery also, just real quick, Sean Connery also uh, passing away very yes. recently. On Halloween, it was very tough news and that. And, uh, I thought about the the sweet gestures throughout the years people gave him, you know, that awesome clip of the guy who sacrificed an answer after his diagnosis just to say, we love you, Alex Trebek. And uh, then you just see this viral clip the, that aired, what was it, a few days after Alex's death. And it was just another person. It was the man who said, who won, and he said he learned English from watching Jeopardy because of him and probably – one of the most ultimate full circles you ever see in TV. So like a lot of people, Jeopardy is a special TV tradition that has been on the same time every year on ABC for uh, 40 plus years. And uh, so I think just so it's just a rare common occurrence through Jeopardy has been around pre cable during cable during mm-hmm. the streaming, but was always that constant, you know, they put Jeopardy on Netflix. So um, just seeing all the people who really affected by that and they, everyone lost a friend losing to here in the sad news of Mr. Trebek. And we just can give condolences to his family and we will never forget him. We really, really won't. And just his amazing wit, great posture. And there's a reason why he's on the Mount Rushmore for game show hosts. And uh, he will be sorely missed. He was a special one in the world of TV, a real, real special one. Totally agree. It's uh, one of the few shows, uh, wasn't a tradition or anything, but one of the few shows that my whole family could watch together. 
and did watch together. Um, no, I think, uh, yeah, Jeopardy as a show uh, was all about, A, you know, people, uh, having people together. Like I said, it's one of those traditions because it's always on at the same time, the same place. It's something that everyone uh, has a memory around for the most part. Um, and then, of course, it's a show about, you know, I don't want to say learning because other people have already learned, but it's a show about, uh, you know, knowledge in a way. And I think that that's so important when we're so far away now from knowledge being important uh, in the mainstream. You know, opinions are important now. Influence is important now. Um, so just have a, sh a good old-fashioned show about knowing something. Uh, I just think that that it's it's nothing else like it right now. Um, and again, he is a huge part of that. I know I've been seeing a lot because the unfortunately, the uh, the conversation about who's going to replace him has already started. Um, even though they still have so much art filmed with him still, so it, it's so far away before we have to worry about that. But um, even like throughout that whole thing, you know, everyone's like the contestants are what makes the show, and that they are to an extent. But uh, you need to be a special kind of person to let the contestants make the show the way that Alex Trebek did. And mm -hmm. it's going to be hard no matter who they put in there because, like I said, as much as it's about the contestants, uh, you cannot understate how important and how difficult the job Alex Trebek had um, and how easily he did it, um, you know, easily. seamlessly. Seamlessly did it. So um, I won't get into any of those. the other – like I said, I sent you the uh, – the, uh, text messages with the uh, Joe Rogan talk and <laughs> we can maybe cover that another time because uh, it was very funny um, but just wanted to make sure we gave that a shout out because uh, it's obviously a massive thing that happened just very this important. past weekend and uh, yeah I think that television is going to be different <laughs> um, not too different but uh, just a little bit different now that Jeopardy is going to be you know without Alex Trebek but I want to add to just the coolest part that we that they were able to do, yeah, was have the uh, the bow of the champions at the beginning of the year. That was just really, really, really great way to go out, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. Hmm. Um, so I'm going to bring it up a little bit, uh, uh, just for everyone listening, because we we've been down, down, down. Uh, did you see that Jurassic Park is trending, and like right now? For what? So there's a big storm right now in Florida and in um, Louisiana yep, yep. and in Naples, Florida, someone was driving home and they saw, and you have to look this up. If you if you just look on Twitter, look for Naples or look for Jurassic Park, the biggest gator, I, I'm going to say alligator, but I honestly don't know the difference that I have ever seen. I mean, Steve Irwin could erode this thing to work. <laughs> okay. It looks literally like a dinosaur. Uh, it's huge. And it's just chilling. He's just walking. He's, he's not in the water either. He's just walking around because it's raining out and there's not too many people here. But I'm genuinely nervous that that exists in Florida. I don't know if I can ever go to Naples, Florida now because, oh, my God. I, you got to tell me when you see it. It's huge. I'm looking <laughs> I, I at the – There's a video too. Um it is, and the video is pretty funny. The, the guy talking, but uh, so um, let me see. So Jurassic Park. Let 
Yeah, I see this. So I see this. This 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 is an alligator. That that's what they're saying. <laughs> I would get Does that. This, like look at the same thing on the golf co- on the golf course, right? Yes, on the golf course. Hmm. Well, that's impressive. <laughs> Too impressive, but also terrifying. <laughs> Uh man. Well, I mean, long as you don't bother 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 that creature, right? I guess, <laughs> but I'm just again. I saw that, and I was like, Florida must be so hard to live in. I mean, it's already got such a bad reputation, and now every once in a while, dinosaurs are walking around. Yeah, I'm like, God, that must be so hard to do. <laughs> uh, to be to be in uh, Florida have to deal with because i got all kinds of snakes and stuff in the everglades there i don't know but uh i saw that and i was like why is jurassic park i I was like is there a new movie is disney opening up a new attraction like i know they already had jurassic world but you know that they have something else planned but nope just a big old alligator (laughs) that's all right uh what what um what interesting what an interesting time to be an animal (laughs) yeah no one's outside you have free reign of the place. <laughs> and then for pets, like I said, my cat who's here next to me, I don't know what he's going to do when life returns to normal because uh, he's going to miss having everybody home to uh, constantly uh, give him pets and treats and all that stuff. Uh, he's definitely going to miss that. But another upper and another thing that literally broke today, and you said it to me, from the sports world and the entertainment world, um, the Super Bowl headliner, the next mm-hmm. Super Bowl headliner is going to be The Weeknd. So yes. I'm excited about this. I know some people miss when they used to do like classic you know, rockers or classic pop stars like they used to do. But I like that they're doing newer artists. And I mean, The Weeknd is one of too. the top artists uh, out there right now. And he has been for a while. So I'm excited. I'm sure that The Weeknd will not be alone. And I'm sure as we get closer, we're going to find out some of the uh, guests that, yep. uh, that, that that he brings. But um, what do you think about that? The, uh, the Pepsi halftime show is officially announced that the weekend is going to be taking on the Super Bowl performance. Great move. Great move. The weekend is, you know, very, very, very much a star. You know, he if you've seen his concerts, they're very built. They're very eccentric. They're very... Lots of colors, bounce around, awesome lights on his show. I mean, just a credible, natural voice. He really grew, you know, if you really listen to his very early stuff, the XO years, he's really mm-hmm. evolved. Yeah, you know, whether it's a criticism or not, I personally don't think so. But he really gone very mainstream for what the underground artist he used to be. And um, I think he's just timeless. He's somebody everyone could bounce by he just makes some awesome 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 music great music to dance to great music to if you're gonna be on your fields if you're on a rainy day great music to just work out they great music to vibe he's a very diverse artist and i even think many different generations i mean i remember the very first time i listened to him i thought it was michael jackson and well because he did a dirty diana cover that was the first time i heard him and, you know, he's now one of my favorite artists for life for it. So I think this is a great move by the Super Bowl. 
I mean, I, I do agree with you. People miss the classic hard rock, but honestly, that it really is a dying breed. And it's sad, but it's true that they're just can't sell or are relevant anymore. You know, um, when we had days like the Rolling Stones, uh, yeah, or the, the Who, the Who, you know, Who was bad. Rolling Stones were good though, but um, <laughs> the best halftime show is Prince, I think. Still, yeah. But honestly, J Lo and Shakira really played, made oh, a push. I, I love that. That was that, awesome. No, no disrespect to them, but the, I think Prince will always be the number one. But they are number it two, will be. and uh, huge makeup because we all know Maroon Five was just god awful. They just were. They just made a bad comment. You, they proved to us why rock music isn't relevant anymore. With that, <laughs> that was yeah, just, it was. It was. Like I said, pretty oh, universal. It was god awful. It was. It was a. I was. A, I was upset by time wasted. I could. I'd rather have watched a literal <laughs> halftime report than that garbage. Travis Scott only being on for less than a minute. Then you have half of Outcast instead of the full Outcast, which could have made up for it. I don't know why they decided to get one half of Outcast in Atlanta that year. And, and that's the hard res- part. With all due it respect, was... it's not the the more Big Boy is very talented and great, but Andre Three Thousands one makes outcast you know so. yeah and i mean i think that's the real problem because i like we're in five on the whole um but it just felt like they had so many like promises they, they, they promised uh you know like we didn't promise outcast but like you know outcast mm-hmm. but not really and like exactly Travis scott but like not really so like and i don't know if maybe maybe because it was in atlanta they should have seen that coming and yeah. been better prepared or what. But um, I do think that, you know, for Atlanta in particular, there were, there were better artists, Yep. like more relevant artists. I mean, I, I know, I don't know if he's actually from Atlanta. I think he is, but could you imagine? Or George, George Yeah, he is from Atlanta. Exactly. I, so too. I mean, just, he's a huge artist. It's just the mainstream music. He makes a lot of music that's great, but it's not really mainstream, if you know what I mean. Yeah, but he's got enough mainstream hits to do a halftime show. Yeah, I mean, I think it's fine, but I'm saying on the as the as a whole, like if we play three thousand and five, which is, a, you know, the music video is a is a great song, but be hard to really censor it and stuff. I mean, of course, there's always things to move around, so I could be completely wrong. I think I and trust me, I want I would love a Donald Glover halftime show a lot, but it's for the sake of Donald Glover slash Childish Gambino. It's just for the sake of trying to hit every single generation. Like a, a boomers would hate Childish Gambino. But, I feel, but they hated they they hated Shakira and Jennifer Lopez. Yeah, but that's for like, no offense, prejudice but... reason. Anyone who does it like that, I'm sorry. I'd... Right, but like if if you're gonna be upset anyway, you might as well you know pick a new artist. That True. people can. If anyone didn't like J Lo and, and Shakira, I don't think I don't. I think their reasons are politically incorrect. And, and probably most of them are. But um. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but I like Maroon Five, so I, I didn't like that they were as bad as they were. And I, I tried to be optimistic and you know positive spin on it. But yeah, I mean it was pretty universally panned. Whereas the weekend, obviously no performance yet, but has been very uh very well received by the internet. Yeah. Um, so I think that, I mean, Blinding Lights was like a quarantine anthem. It's one of the only new songs that came out during quarantine for a a while. And it's just, it's just great music that you can create an actual show show, you know, where you can have him run all over the stadium. You can have insane lights. I mean, I don't know. 
I think the plan at the moment for the Super Bowl is to have them in pods. And I think they only allow for a stadium that can fit 70,000 people. They might be only able to get 15,000. But, yeah. you know, I still think you could be just as loud. Like the World Series had fans in Texas. Yep. And they had 11,000 and it was extremely loud still. So I think it shows really your pride. You can yeah, make World Series. That. Yeah, and a historic win. And uh, but uh, we covered I, that yeah. um, two podcasts ago. <laughs> so I think the weekend works so well because you can make an actual show out of him and his music. I think his his career is a, a solid decade now around there. So mm-hmm. I think um, yeah, words can't describe how excited I am. And I also I know for a fact I don't know why this is a thing or a rule, but the Pepsi has a rule that you can't play instruments live during the show. Really. They're all lip sync, which is very so stupid. But I think that's another reason why we don't see many bands anymore. Yeah, like, exactly. The last one we saw in 2014, we saw the Red Hot Chili Peppers, which they could have their own when they were supporting acts to uh, Bruno Mars. And they can have, they have a catalog that they can make their own halftime show, but they're not playing their instruments. You could see. Yeah, I remember they, Flea you, had a problem with that. He, he, he came out afterward. They talked because that was a big controversy. Yeah. Uh, you could, they don't have wires to the, connected to their guitars. You can only really play the drums and then you're playing them with no track. Mm-hmm. That's, so I think you're really only playing the drums and it's all pre-recorded. And I think that's another reason why you can't really have rock bands anymore. You, they don't want to sell out like that. And we see why then we, we see with the legendary band, like the chili peppers and yeah, like literally said, he said, fuck this after the fact. So <laughs> I think that, that plays a play that plays a, that plays a role in deciding who they want to play. And also I think this is a chance change now, but when we had the kneeling going on and uh, yep. uh, that turned off a lot of um, acts as well. So I like, I think Rihanna was asked before Maroon 5 and she just straight up said no because of that. So uh, because of all the controversy going on, then I believe that's the reason I could be wrong, but I'm, pretty sure it is so it was just with so much circumstances trying to figure it out and act but i think this is almost in 2020 the perfect selection for the weekend and he has a lot of music that um that doesn't it's not really pro um inappropriate but you know ironically you know his song can't feel my face which is about cocaine use one he'll do that one by the way what (laughs) but he won a kid's choice award for a song about doing drugs so talk yeah. about progress. Well, this was going to be funny. It's, you know, no one's going to complain about The weekend. Uh, exactly. As he sings about cocaine, but they were upset with, you know, Jennifer Lopez's outfit. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I said, you can, you're never going to make everyone happy. Uh, no. I think we're at the point now where as long as you, you know, as long as the person is, has earned it, and The weekend certainly has, uh, also has a song called Earned It, I believe. <laughs> uh, yep, he does. Uh, yeah, as long as they've earned it, just, just let it rock, and you know, people are going to people. They're going to say what they're going to say. Um, at the end of the day, if it was a good show, it was a good show, and everyone who is normal will say, "Yeah, it was a good show." And then it's those other people who are going to take it to a whole different level that doesn't need to go. But um, yeah, I was definitely like you said, you sent that to me right before we started, so I was like, we should probably bring that up yep, uh, yeah. because the weekend being the Super Bowl halftime show is breaking news um and that's really all i brought for today what about you do you have anything else you wanted to cover like i said glad we could end on a bit of a high note yeah uh 
Let me see. There is one story. You mind me pulling it up? Go for it. I have plenty of rumored stories, so I don't want to say that. But um, <laughs> so. Oh, I was just, uh, you know, on a high note. So we, um, again, this may be fabricated, but I did check again if this is true or not. But we have, um, we have the story behind, we have the story behind the possibility of, for, for, um, Oh my god, why can't I think of the Doctor Strange and he there's rumors that the we're going to we were talked about this earlier about two Spider-Mans coming back. Yes. And there's rumors that they are coming back also for Doctor Strange so that assumes with the MCU Marvel Cinematic Universe that they'll probably show up at the end to to tease the Spider-Man movie with the three of them. And um they also said Deadpool it might be joining and uh Rumor is so. This will be a rumor. Is that mm-hmm. unfortunately Stanley passed away last year. Yes. That was a hard one. And um, but the rumor is that the and you know his tradition in Marvel in Marvel movies pre MCU and now MCU is that he made this Stan Stanley cameo. Yes. And there's rumors now that Deadpool's going to take that spot. That Deadpool will be showing up in all Marvel Marvel movies for for the rest of time. How do you feel about that, Ryan? And I and that's where the rumor that we saw on that IMDb page that Ryan Reynolds might be making an appearance in that. How do you feel about that? I am not for it. Um, I don't care like any particular way. I'm not you know, fired up against it. But um, I think the reason why the Stan Lee cameos, like why they worked, because I mean, some of them were fine. Some of them were dumb. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, you know, step, you know, put aside some of his uh, less desirable qualities. Uh, he's the creator of all of these heroes, all of these, uh, all of these characters, all these stories, mm-hmm. you know, they're his. And yeah. so him being able to be a part of his stories. Um, I mean, that's, I think that's every writer's dream to put yourself into mm-hmm. a story, uh, you know, put yourself into a world that's, you know, fantastical, especially people who write stories like this, you know, stories with a lot of, you know, hope and soaring, uh, you know, soaring speeches and fighting back against the wrongdoers. So, I mean, Deadpool's cool. I like Deadpool. I like the movies. Um, and it certainly, you know, can't cast better than they did. But <laughs> Deadpool has no connection to that. I mean, at that point, they're just like, well, Marvel has always had Easter eggs. And we need to find new Easter eggs since Stan Lee can't do it anymore. But I never saw the Stan Lee as an Easter egg. I always thought it was an homage. And Deadpool doesn't, I mean, not that he doesn't deserve the success that the character has had and that the actor, you know, Ryan Reynolds has had, but there's no homage needed in a Spider-Man movie for Deadpool. Deadpool didn't create Spider-Man. <laughs> uh, Deadpool's his own fictional character. So, I mean, I'm sure it'll get really good responses from fans. You know what I mean? I, I'm sure that they're going to. I think uh, they'll just take advantage it. of the nostalgia Disney. I mean, Disney knows what they're doing, trying to get especially exactly. funny. So they're just doing the, the Disney thing. Exactly. This, yeah, exactly. I see it as a, a way to, you know, increase people, you know, going to see it to uh, increase their own profits and to, you know, really build a, a brand strategy. So all of their movies can make millions and millions of dollars. And that's fine. That's what they're supposed to do. That's what Disney's about. But uh, the Stan Lee homage was an actual homage. 
and let's yeah. not try and you know we can't we can't pretend that this is that i mean they're gonna say yeah take it over stan lee because people will have all kinds of feelings mm-hmm. but that's not why they're doing it they're doing it because they want easter <laughs> eggs they want crossover because yeah. that's what gets the money uh so i'm not for it i know they're gonna do it and i don't care i'm not upset about it but uh, i think that what stanley that was special and this is not special this is just you know kind of there kind of fun Fun fact, you know why Spider-Man was invented by Stan Lee? I do not. He got the idea for Spider-Man because he saw that a lot of superheroes weren't teenagers. So he wanted to create a, he wanted to create a superhero that was a teenager and that pe- teens could identify with. Simple and then as cast that. Toby McGuire. <laughs> yeah, that's saying, that's you know, that was back in the 60s and then they did yeah, Toby McGuire of playing a high school kid in the 40s and then Andrew Garfield <laughs> Was playing was in his thirties playing a high schooler and Tom Holland. He looked young though. Yeah, but Tom Holland actually looks like, I mean, not oh, in the actual drawing like, of Peter Parker, but he looks like a teenager, a witty teenager. Yes, he looks the most he's like great. a teenager. I like uh, Tom Holland a lot. I think so do I. He might even be my favorite. I don't know. Tobey Maguire's my favorite. Yeah, I mean, I always say Tobey Maguire, and I think a lot of that's nostalgia because he's the original, um, mm-hmm. and he's definitely better than Andrew Garfield. And, I, and I'll take that to the bank any day. But I feel like, honestly, at this point, Tom Holland's just done such a good job in everything, by the way. He, I mean, I just watched uh, a couple like weeks ago, I watched Devil All the Time. So good. Uh, he was great in that. So yeah. Wait, wait. Yeah. You, so you saw Devil All the Time, Ryan? I did. So I told you with my announcement that Robert Pattinson is my favorite actor of all time. Yep. And you discussed it a little bit on the uh Productive Conversations podcast. Yes, I did. I talked that with with Chris and and Anthony, but you know, I'm not expecting you to become a big Robert Pattinson head with between me and all the, <laughs> all the females between the ages of twenty to thirty five who all love him Melissa loves and me. But how do you feel, Ryan? You saw Robert Pattinson in a role that he got a lot of praise for. Mm-hmm. I mean, his southern accent is like this. Can you say this is a British man? And he did one of the most <laughs> insane southern accents I ever heard. What do you well, think? In so in fairness, I've been watching The Walking Dead for a mm-hmm. while. I've been rewatching The Walking Dead. And I'm actually back to where I left off. Um, and all those, all those guys are British, and they're all yeah, southern accent. people from Georgia. Um, so, I mean, I'm not that impressed by the southern accent. What I am impressed by is the is the preacher vibes uh he gives out heavy preacher vibes heavy yeah right vibes. doesn't he not to, not to completely rehash your entire podcast with uh chris and mm-hmm. uh tree definitely listen to that not me but uh they also talked about paul dano and um uh. there will be blood and i got and he and he spoiler alert for these two movies um paul dano also plays a corrupt preacher um in that <laughs> and I mean, he did very well. I liked that. And Robert Pattinson was like seamlessly in that same line. So like he just fit the archetype of a corrupt preacher, which is, I, I have to assume, not an easy archetype to play. Nah. Um, and he did it so well. Um, he, he was slimy, but also compelling, which is hard to do. It's hard to be repulsive and attractive. And not, not legitimately like, attractive, but, you know, attractive yeah. at the same time. So to be so gross but also pull you in. Um, it can't be easy to do. I'm not an actor. I don't know, but it can't be easy to do. 
Uh, and he does it really well in that movie. So, yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I don't know if I would consider myself a Robert Pattinson head or whatever you just said. Uh, <laughs> Melissa is. She thinks he's very attractive. That's fun. But, um, but I think you yeah. can see from that movie and you explained, like, he has legitimate acting chops. He's not. Absolutely. That's, that's the point I want to make, that this guy is more than just a pretty face. Yeah, he's not a twinkle vampire anymore. I mean, yeah. he, he, uh, he can act. I'm sure he could act in that movie too, by the way, but now he's showing it. I mean, you know, talk about just get the ultimate cash grab franchise and then reinvent yourself in the indie game. And I could just, whether you see that, Good Boy, The Lighthouse, Water for Elephants, um, yep. he, he's just, it's just so fascinating what he's doing. Now he's starting to get mainstream again back with Tenet and he'll be in the new Batman. It's just like, I just, I'm just so fascinated looking at this guy, what he's doing. It really amazes me a lot. And I hope he comes on more podcasts and shows. He's on Howard three years ago that I listened to it as usual, but I wish I, I would suck it in like I did now. And I have to mm-hmm. wait until it comes back on Sternthology. But um, yeah, just, just, I, I'm, I'm glad you recognize seeing that he, he could be a legit actor and hopefully uh, you want to go see what he did all last decade and see where he goes from the future. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think that about does it. Um, obviously, thank you all for listening. We, we always appreciate uh, our listeners. We appreciate feedback. Wait, wait, Ryan. We, 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 we oh, you to, got something? Hold on. We, we have to be fair. Like, we, when we recorded pre the election, we now know the results. Even we can just, you know, <sighs> just dive in a little bit. But just yeah, we for, can. The sen- for, the sen- for the sake of acknowledgement that Joe Biden is the president and for the sake of new changes, if you, we don't have to go deep no, you're right. administration, we don't have to go through, we don't have to talk about the administration, the predictions, Trump not accepting the loss, but for the sake <laughs> of a new president got elected. And I'm happy to see that people, though it was close, that people wanted to change. A majority of the people wanted to change. Wasn't that close. Um, I'm saying on electoral college. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Anyways, it doesn't matter. He still won fair and square. So uh, don't you, uh, do you have any comments for that? Just for the sake of seeing a new change? I mean, I obviously, you know me, the the, the politics and the news stuff that that's my bread and butter here on the tweet cap. I think everyone has been able to figure that out after five episodes. Uh, So I have a lot to say Um, and I won't say it now. Uh, I want to, I want more time with my thoughts, uh, more time to let some stuff play out. Yep. Yep. Um, It's a mixed bag for me. I will say it's a mixed bag for me on a lot of different levels. Um, but stepping all putting all that aside and stepping away from all of that, uh, it, I would just tell people it, you know, don't, it was a free and fair election. Everything that always happens continued to happen. The only difference is we, we put a light on it. So if you're, around right now and you're like how did it get this close why are there so many like legal challenges how can they do that or if you're on the even on the other side like you know why did they do this system why did they count that way i would recommend don't look at the news don't look at your favorite you know thought thought leader the people who are talking about 2020 just look at process stories from from years past and don't pick 2000 (laughs) or anything or 2016 like look up process stories from 2012 The, the process was followed to a t so if you're thinking the process is screwed up or shouldn't be that way, and I'm not going to say I disagree with you, 
it's not because someone didn't like the current president. It's because we've got a screwed up process um, and it's the best one we can do. Uh, obviously, congratulations to President-elect Joe Biden um, and of course, Vice President-elect uh, Kamala Harris. I am, I am excited for the return or the hopeful, I'm hopeful, I shouldn't say excited because we don't know what'll happen. I'm hopeful for a return to decency. Normalcy is too far gone. Uh, <laughs> civility is very, very far behind us. We have a long road ahead before we find civility again. But decency is within reach. And I think that this was the only way we could ever get decency back. So I'm, I'm happy in that regard um, to see that for the first time in four years, we, we have a shot at being decent uh, to each other again. A shot. It's just a shot. And like I said, we can do a whole podcast on this if you want to. It could be this. It could be productive, whatever. We could definitely do this. But for now, uh, I, I just tell everyone, ruminate with your thoughts. You have to. But if you feel like something is wrong, if you feel like something shouldn't be, look at some of the process stories from 2012 or 2008 or even way back in the day because it has not changed much. Um, and you can see that the process has been this way the whole time. So if you have a pro problem with the way 2020 went, your problem isn't with any of the candidates or it isn't with, you know, the mainstream news calling the election like they've done since the 60s. Um, your problem is with the process. And the only way to change process is if we come together and come up with a better one and come up with a fairer one. Because uh, right now, you know, people have suggested things, but this is the fairest, best process we've got. Um, so we need to work together to, to fix that. Um, and we need to dispel some of these uh, fake, I'm gonna say fake news, whatever. We need to dispel some of the fake news around this. There's nothing different about 2020 other than the names of the two candidates. Everything else is exactly the same from 16 to 12 to 208 to 2000, all the way back to you know Kennedy Nixon. Uh, we've done this this way forever. It's just the names on the ballot that changed. And that means if you're opinion has changed, you, you need to reevaluate. That's all I would say. How about that? So good days ahead. We can only go up from here. And Disney Plus That's the hope. Is, is celebrating its one year anniversary. Yes, it is. <laughs> with no yes. special promotion or announcements, but still counts. Still counts. Still a year. <laughs> mm -hmm. We made All it right, better well, so than good. we could so we know something. It made it farther than Quibi. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe Quibi you're right. Quibi is the floor. Quibi is the floor. Netflix oh, is the ceiling. Man. It's somewhere in between. Well, and uh, last thing, Ryan, this is the true yeah. last story. Next to the Masters are this weekend, so that's cool. Yeah. Ryan. Yes. This week is a big day. This sorry, this week was a big week. You know why? Why is that? Because we had a new gen new generation of video game consoles were released, the Xbox sorry the Xbox Series One or One Series X. Yep. Am I getting it wrong? And then we have the PlayStation Five. A new generation of video games are here, Ryan. How do you feel about that? Are you going to get any of the consoles within within two years? Do you think you see yourself getting the new console? I do. I will definitely be getting a new console. Um, it'll be Xbox. I've had an Xbox since I was a kid. The, since you had the Xbox. Uh, yeah, I had the original Xbox, and I've gotten a new one ever since. So 
Um, that'll be what I get. I already know that. I know some people like to switch back and forth, but uh, I'm a brand loyalist when it comes to um, Xbox. And honestly, with backward compatibility, like you've got to be, because one of the things I've been doing is I've been going and I've been buying old games. I mean, my very first Xbox 360 game, I, uh, I have now on my Xbox One, and I play it all the time. So, um, and then uh, Tom Clancy's End War. And like, yeah, Tom Clancy, he used to do things that weren't Call of Duty light, um, or that he used to do things with his franchise that wasn't Call of Duty light, like Rainbow Six Siege. But yeah, um, but yeah End War, um, Mercenaries, that was an old game. That might have even been an original Xbox game. And you, um, you'll I, be able to play these on your Xbox Series One. Well, I already play them on Xbox One, but Xbox Series One is going a step further. I believe now everything's backwards compatible. They've ported everything. everything. So now it's select games, and it's a pretty big selection, but it's select games now. Um, I believe pretty much everything is going to be up for grabs. So even if you're you know, someone who left Xbox and tried PlayStation, if you've got any affinity for the Xbox Series and the Xbox like games, um, and, you know, this, they're just, like I said, that's just so cool to me. I'm sure PlayStation has something similar. I honestly don't know. But, uh, yeah, I'll definitely be getting the new Xbox um, at some point. It's just a matter of when. Could um, you see it on Christmas? Could you get it during the, on, from Santa? Christmas? Uh, Could you get it from Santa? <laughs> uh, well, who knows? Uh, who knows what Christmas is going to look like. But, we'll uh, see for potential Santas who are possibly listening. Ryan is interested <laughs> in the Xbox Series 1. You've got, you got, no, a, I need you got a six laptop. weeks to get it. I need a laptop more than I need that very desperately. Um, so yeah, Santa that'll be, could give that'll you be both. the next big uh, well, no, I don't think so. Unless Santa's getting the good. Looks like Santa got hit by the pandemic too. I think so. I think so. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I, the laptop is definitely the, the bigger purchase. It's the, it's the greater need. How so. many Santas with masks are we seeing this holiday season as a sad joke? And I say this as, I gotta stay relevant for the times, but like, oh, don't you don't have to remind us the times we're in with that. I agree. I know we did a lot of the masks for Halloween, like we put them on skeletons or whatever. <laughs> super morbid. But okay. Um, <laughs> but if you're listening, for anyone who's listening who's about to decorate and says, "I know," let's put Santa in a hazmat suit. Just don't do it. <laughs> so funny. Yeah. Or like the elf on the shelf. If you're gonna put elf on the shelf in quarantine, don't do it. <laughs> for you know, for one month. You know, keep doing it yourself, to be clear. Don't turn off your, your, your pandemic safety mode. Definitely keep doing it in real life. But let's give people something to look at and something to care about that isn't COVID-related. Yeah. I understand that Christmas is not for everybody, but you know what? That's fine. It's the for holiday the people season. that it is for. Right. You know what I mean? Don't put masks on your snowmen, right? Don't do it. Let's, let's, let, this, let's let the winter and let's let the holidays um, live in our imagination as a better time yeah and i don't want to see us. any covid related yeah. content until at least a decade after well i don't know if you're unfortunately you're gonna have to get over that because they're gonna obviously write i'm not this. gonna watch it unless even <laughs> if i hear this badass movie about it or the pfizer doctor who who's gonna be given the presidential medal of freedom of who hits <laughs> we have that powerful scene played by robert pattinson as he plays the doctor who finds her <laughs> in 2026 oh, maybe yeah maybe right, maybe if it is if it is a few decades pattinson might be playing joe biden we don't even know so <laughs> we got jim carrey doing that right now now he's got a new job for the next four years i hope not but that's <laughs> uh 
That's for a different day. We'll talk about Jim Carrey's uh, cracked out Biden on next week's episode. <laughs> um, I'll hold you to that. Yes. So, uh, again, I'll say to everyone who is listening, thank you for listening and thank you for being a part of the show. Um, as always, if you have any uh, stories that you think would be interesting, you can uh, tweet them to me or, uh, you know, keep, uh, keep me in the loop on Twitter at RPP95. Uh, you can find Matt on Twitter and Instagram. Matt, why don't you go ahead and plug those? For Twitter, you can find me at MattBrown31, Instagram MattBrown300, all one word. Mm-hmm. And the tweet cap will hopefully be getting a little bit of help on the uh, Twitter and research front. Well, we won't get into that this episode because we're still working some things out. But um, we'll definitely keep you updated when that does happen, if that does happen. And as always, I'm Ryan. And I'm Matt. Thanks for listening to the tweet cap. See you soon. See you, bud. Bye-bye.